Welcome back to the Decades of Strength podcast. Today is episode 15, and Sam, Nicole, and I are talking about struggle. What are you struggling with right now? I'm sure you're struggling with something we all are. It's one of the reasons we did this episode. We wanted to help you remember that you're not alone, that everyone is struggling. We also want to kind of demonstrate how we work through our struggles. I think we can gain a lot from seeing how other people deal with the things that are trying them. So hopefully you will learn something. I think you'll laugh and just be reminded that you are not alone in struggling. The audio is a little bit rough on this episode. Working on that. Stick with it. It's good stuff. We got another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. I am your host today, Sam Altieri, and we have Kim Schlag and Nicole Garrett. And today we are going to talk about things that we are struggling with, whether it be with diet, exercise, mindset, family, just life in general, um, to kind of just make those things become more normal and to help hopefully you guys feel more normal in whatever you're struggling with. So, hi guys, how are you? Hey. Hi. How's it going on this fine Friday morning? Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's struggled. It's struggled. <laughs> yeah, talk to us a little about your first struggle, Nicole. <laughs> I mean, I, I may have stayed up way too late and drank too much wine last night. Struggle number one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it- struggle number two. Mm. I don't even know. I, I'm like everything to struggle these days but anyways how are you I am well thank you I did not stay up as late as you apparently (laughs) or she can just hold it together better (laughs) yes (laughs) Sam what's going on with you oh you know same old um just you know living trying to live my best life here in Boston. It's getting a little bit warmer. Springtime is coming and that makes me become a different person. Yeah. I actually went out for a walk last night with my daughter. It was like 8, 15 at night mm-hmm. and it was perfect weather. It was perfect weather. I could have kept walking forever. I love that when it's not warm and it's not cold. Yeah. We just walked and walked in the dark. It was really nice. I love it. It's a beautiful thing being able to go outside That's without so 18 layers on. <laughs> right I had a light jacket and a yes. vest on and I wasn't even cold or hot or anything that's awesome yeah I agree the nice warmer weather just makes you like excited and puts an extra pep in your step so and this was like a long weird winter I feel like yeah although for me I don't know I, I felt like it seemed mild I mean I'm not mad but it didn't really snow that that much up here anyways so no well, yeah, like the Boston area, I feel like it's better when everything's covered in snow because you can't see how ugly it looks <laughs> or like green grass. Do you know what I mean? But when you have to stare ugly every day, it's like, paper bag it. Just say the same thing. Just put some <laughs> snow on it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So I want to kind of dive in uh, and talk about, we can kind of go in a circle. Maybe it might, it might end up just being more organic, but um, just talking about. Can we about, imagine that we're holding hands? Yes. And maybe swaying back and <laughs> forth, drinking chai masala tea. Perfect. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So um, I guess, uh, Nicole, why don't we start with you? Cause you kind of already shared a little and you can, you can talk more about the whatever's going on in your life right now. Sure. Um, So I think the biggest thing with me right now is not struggling with how I'm like my food choices. Like I'm happy with my food choices and nutrition. Um, I've just been having some really weird symptoms the last couple months. So like unexplained bloating where I look six months pregnant um, after Mm. I eat, like not uh, like first thing in the morning, no food in my stomach and having, you know, done my business, I still have that bloating. And it's just weird because I don't have any weight gain anywhere else. Like pants fit me like around the butt and legs, but like they don't around the stomach. It's just very odd. It looks like I'm pregnant. And then when I eat, I can feel so uncomfortable, even though I haven't even like eaten till fullness or 80%. I feel like uncomfortable and stuffed and like just 
yeah anyone who's like deals with bloating mm-hmm. you just feel uncomfortable in yes. your own skin and then what comes with that is just being sad about that because you don't know what's mm-hmm. going on um so I was dealing with that and then I was I went to the OBGYN I got an exam I got an ultrasound they didn't find anything because I'm like there's something pushing like maybe there's something going on here um and then I was like now I have to make an appointment with my primary i did make an allergy appointment to do like a whole food mm-hmm. allergy because oh. I haven't I have like my nose runs every single day of the year no matter what like I'm like addicted to tissues <laughs> so I'm, like, I haven't been to the, I keep tissue stuffed in my sports bra. you could be a sponsor <laughs> for Kleenex <laughs> I really could if you I mean I buy four boxes of tissue every week at the grocery store oh like, I'm not joking there's a box of tissues in every room and I haven't really gone to the allergist in a while so I'm like maybe this isn't just like trees and grass and <laughs> pollen maybe it's lo- something you know, else food yeah so it interestingly I logged into my 23andMe account because I had done that like a year ago the health report in the ancestry and um I was looking because I want to see if I had the BRCA1 BRCA2 gene um and I didn't so I was like oh that's relief but then I noticed there was something new on the report because they add stuff Mm -hmm. as they like come up with stuff and it was like oh you have a slight increased risk for celiacs and I was like what so I clicked on it and it was like you have one of the celiacs disease and it was like if you're eating gluten and um you have a trigger event you can actually trigger celiacs anytime and I was like oh my gosh yeah so I'm like well maybe I have celiacs I'm like so I literally went to Quest Lab in Danvers and ordered a celiac blood panel like two days later and yeah. had had it tested and it came back normal. So I was like, oh. well, okay. But the funny thing is, is when you have celiacs, like you have all this bloating, you have um, migraines, which I do. You have tons of anxiety, which I've been dealing with like a lot of anxiety since the fall. I got really sick in the fall for like two months and just like haven't felt myself since. So I'm like, what if that was a trigger event? So I don't think that I have celiacs, but I think that I will go to a gastro doctor now. But researching celiacs led me down this rabbit hole of gluten. And so I was like, I'm going to try and cut out gluten. And when I tell you two days of not having any gluten, it's like the fog was lifted, like off my brain. Yes, brain fog. My anxiety has been pretty much non-existent this whole week. It's, it's to the point where it's ridiculous. And like I said, when I was hungover, the anxiety I would feel in my chest about not getting enough sleep, being hungover, having this podcast would be literally would ruin my day. And I'm like pretty okay with it. So wow. like, so I, and I don't know if that's gluten, maybe it's placebo. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I just know that I feel better and the bloating's a little bit better, but not like gone or anything, but definitely like, I feel good this morning. Um, after a meal yesterday, I had some really bad, uncomfortable bloating, but then I didn't after dinner. So, I mean, I'm sort of just like in research, got to make more doctor's appointments. And, and of course me being a nutrition coach and you guys know you, I want to figure it out on my own, you know, like this is, and I know something's wrong and I swear my husband's looking at me like, um, maybe you just got fat and can't accept it. And like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And I know I and I know that might be going on in his head. He would never say that. But I'm like, I like you have to trust your gut. Something's not right. Like, yeah. and I need to figure it out. Yeah. So that's me. That's my big can of worms. So, so how are you finding eating gluten free? What's that been like? Um, It's actually not that bad because I don't think that I have celiacs. I'm not really worried about like making sure there's no cross-contamination and rest. You know what I mean? I'm just, mm. I'm just not eating gluten. People with celiacs really have to be super careful that there's no cross-contamination or anything like that. But um, I, I don't actually mind it that bad because I really like rice and potatoes and all those sort of carbs. Um, we went out to Chinese food last night with like a big group and I was like, eek. Because normally I would eat like crab rangoons and I would have like an egg roll or the shrimp tempura. Um, and I had like beef teriyaki and pork fried rice and um, ordered veggies. And I didn't feel like deprived or miserable and it actually was fine. So you can find things to order. You just have to like be careful. You know, you can't go out and get like fried food or 
pasta um or like you order a salad and you forgot to say no croutons so they end up in a little pile on the side um mm-hmm. but it's actually not that bad that's great that's yeah. great you're seeing the good in in a in a situation that could i guess otherwise take over and define you yeah so. and if if i weren't feeling good then I would probably not enjoy this as much and think about all the foods I'm missing out on. But because I feel good, yeah, I'm like, this is great. Do you know what I mean? But who knows? It's a week. You know, talk to me in two months and you might see my face buried in a funfetti cake. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there with you. I yeah, love I you funfetti. <laughs> I mean, is there anything better than like a Betty Crocker box? No, <laughs> nothing. Just, I am obsessed with Betty Crocker funfetti cake. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. That just made my day. I want to go make one. <laughs> I know. Well, now it's going to be on the brain now. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm, I'm not sure how to make a gluten free one. It's going to yeah, taste like cardboard. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah. luck. I've tried it. Sucks. <laughs> 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 so gluten all right well that's kind of crazy that all of a sudden it just kind of like happens not out of the blue but kind of seems like all of a sudden it just kind of hits you yeah I think I had symptoms like like leading up to it but the bloating is probably what made me really sit down and think about what was going on with my body which is super vain too like it took me looking pregnant to like really sit down and think about this stuff <laughs> but um you know, it is what it is. And I've now I'm, ha- I'm also having like weird back pain that has, does not hurt during my workouts. It's not my old injury. It's more when I, my back and shooting down to my right leg now. And so now I've got to go, I have my chiropractor appointment. So I'm like, mm. or that's how it feels. I said to my husband, I'm like, is this what getting old is maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, how old are you again? 38, right? I'm going to be 39 next month. Oh, well, there you go. It's, <laughs> it's getting old then, for sure. You're almost 39 now. <laughs> You're going to get hit, Nicole. <laughs> I mean, I thought I had till 40, Kim. Uh, you do. You, you, have a, you have at least another year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going up there, you guys? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I had to. Um, yeah, I know. I'll shut up. Um, anyways, so, okay, Kim, you got your, um, wait, so, I mean, Nicole, you have your digestive six months pregnant, but not actually, uh, digestive issues. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So that's, that's a pretty big one, especially because the gut and the brain are so connected that Mm -hmm. you can really feel, I mean, I know from experience too, like you can really feel like just so disgusting like yeah you know it's almost like you are repulsed by yourself because not only do you feel like there's something inside of you pushing your body out and making it like contorted I think it really messes with your like self-image too yes, uh, 100%. And, and you're like did I just gain weight like am I a, even a coach like I can't even figure out my own body how can I help other people <laughs> figure out theirs <laughs> and Sam this is something you've been struggling with recently it has been yeah um well, tell us about that all right, so I guess I think we had chatted about this briefly on a past episode, but I had reached out to um, this guy, Doctor Stephen Cabral. Who, he's actually based in Boston, but he does almost all of his coaching online, and he deals with clients that have pretty significant like gut health issues or hormonal imbalances or autoimmune disorders. Um, and so I kind of went to him with my symptoms told him what was going on and he was like well actually I'm using one of his health coaches so it wasn't directly him but one of his health coaches Laura and after you know kind of getting all this info she's like okay we want to do a test and a candida test and I at the time I didn't even know what candida was uh so basically it's like a yeast infection um but it's in your gut Mm. so it's a bacterial overgrowth in your gut which means that the foods that you should normally be able to just digest and consume without pain or discomfort you can't because your stomach's kind of messed up so the protocol is to eliminate the candida uh i think of it as like little um 
like you know moss when it's outside like yeah. on rocks it's like wet moss i imagine that that's what's inside of me <laughs> that's right how now. You and i'm just like <laughs> yeah i'm just You're cleansing like, out the moss so I'm like, i need to yeah exactly <laughs> so i've been doing um i have to do this like uh sensitive gut uh diet so i can't really eat many how things. many things are we talking although i'm like how eliminated no, um, right so i can't so i can have fruit and sh- i can have sugars and fruit um but i can't have i guess i'll tell you what i can have. is that easier, really easier. Oh, yeah so i can have chicken turkey duck i can have um all seafood and um organ meats so like liver yeah. and stuff okay. like that which i'm probably not gonna eat that so that's it for the protein. Um, I can't eat eggs. I can't eat red meats. Um, yeah, Ooh, that's that was nice. I can't eat whey or like protein powder, all that stuff. And then for fruit, I have to eliminate some fruits, um, but for, for the most part, I can eat most of them. And then veggies, I can eat most veggies, but for starchy carbs, I can't eat anything except potatoes. Uh, potatoes like yams and um pumpkin okay so basically like the root veggies but like no rice no quinoa no bread obviously no gluten no gluten containing anything no wheat uh and i can't have any fat sources except olive oil avocado oil or coconut but you can't have but you can't have avocado i I haven't really experimented with avocado actually um because it's it's supposed to I'm not supposed to reintroduce it, I don't believe, um, until kind of later down the road. That is very restrictive. Yeah, so it's it's super low fat, um, and it's weird, obviously, because I'm not used Mm -hmm. to eating this way. Um, But that's not even the the that's that's fine. Like, okay, I can do that, and and like Nicole said, it's actually not that bad. Although I can't eat out because I can't eat garlic or onions. Like, oh like no, garlic or onions! Oh. Wow, that would be yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, because it like stimulates the yeast growth, and it's it's bad. So gotta cut that out. But the um, so that's the diet part. But the supplements are really what's been the challenging part for me because I've never. Like, I've never dealt with something like this before, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, and it's, I think I take about, like, 30 to 35 pills a day wow. with three different powders at in drops at different times, like, five oh different gosh. times throughout the day. Yeah, so I kind of feel like I'm a homebound um, yeah. person because it's really hard to go. Like, I can't eat out right now for the next at least three weeks. Um and I have to do all this stuff like around meals or before meals or right before bed on an empty stomach or right when I wake up. And it's just been like a gastro it like nightmare. Like yesterday I couldn't I could barely leave my house, which that's not fun. And so, like you're having um, trouble in the bathroom? Are you saying like Yeah, like I was I was just like on Oh the my toilet. god. <laughs> Total overshare. But it was like it's like what is happening to me? And so I, I messaged the the woman I'm working with and She's like, it's, that's part of the die-off symptoms. Like, it's like extreme blast, um, gas, bloating, discomfort, nausea, brain fog, super low energy. Like, I can't even lift weights. Oh, it's so crazy. I totally thought you said extreme um, blasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rocket like, launchers. Pretty, pretty much, though. That's how I heard you. Sriracha cannon. <laughs> Sriracha cannons. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been dealing with. I think the hardest part, though, I mean, besides the pooping issue, is the brain fog because I haven't been able to work. Uh, I, like, I physically can't work. And it's it's actually scary almost because you're kind of feeling like you're having out of, an out-of-body experience. Uh, and the fatigue, what are you, like, what are you, you guys know you I'm, I'm energetic. Um, I have to go in the sauna. Um, I have to do like these, I can only really go for walks and they try, they were like, try to do yoga and walking and just be in the heat as much as possible. So I've been going in the steam room, the sauna, I've been doing hot yoga. Um, and it's like to detoxify and get all the shit out of my body and to keep my body temperature high so that it can like excrete through my pores. It's really just 
I, I imagine this moss coming out of my pores. <laughs> like that's that's what I envision. Wow. But yeah, I just I had no clue, and maybe it's because I didn't do any research beforehand. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna like do this thing, and uh, it was it was like, oh, okay, you're doing it. But in hindsight, you know, uh, I'm actually kind of glad that no one told me yeah. this stuff because I would have built up probably an expectation for it and probably freaked out a little bit yeah. more. But now, how um, long will this I think last, it teaches like you this protocol? It's a 12 week thing, so it's like three months. Um, and they said that the beginning is pretty bad and it gets incrementally better as, you know, as the yeast dies off and the more that you stick to the plan. And I'm trying to be like really good about it. Like can't even drink alcohol. And I'm like pretty annoyed about that. Like, I just like want a glass of, now that I can't have it. I'm like, I want a glass of wine. I want a margarita. I don't even really drink margaritas, <laughs> but now I want one. <laughs> but I am trying to focus on the good stuff. Like, I was like, well, at least I can go for a walk. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that would, that keeping me mentally kind of sane. But I think the thing, the biggest thing I've just been struggling with is feeling like not mm-hmm. myself. Cause like, I don't know. I guess when your identity is, is tied some way and then it gets taken away, you're like, yes. what? Yeah. What do I do? And probably for you too, Nicole, like, but not be, not feeling like yourself or any, you know, any, if, can like, if you're, struggling with something similar it's like when the thing that you relate closest to is not available Mm. for you in your life how do you start to associate with the world and then and then step away from that like I've been doing a lot more meditation and just like sitting and not doing anything which is really weird and it's made me realize all of these like judgments or opinions about myself that I've been having. And so trying to like, let that stuff go and just be like, okay, well I can, I can walk. Like I can, at least I can have potatoes. Yeah. I can make ice cream with yeah. a banana because I can eat bananas. So now, trying to see Sam, stuff like that. Like what you're doing is like a pretty aggressive, like candida cleanse, right? Like this is. Yeah. It's like, it's called a CBO, like CBO, Candida Bacterial Overgrowth okay. Protocol. So, so I, yeah. I have researched it because that was one of my things. I was like, maybe I have Candida, but I feel like a lot of what I read is usually you have like a lot of UTIs leading up to it and stuff. And so I was kind of like, no, I don't think that's me. Was that, did you find that? I I have not had any UTI. Well, I think I've had like one, but that's... I, that's not why like I was really surprised when she told me that that's what she thought after I was telling her my symptoms um and I think it's actually a lot more common than people think it's just at a certain point like as you go through life you just assume that what you're dealing with is how it's going to be like that's know? normal or, like your symptoms are just yeah yeah that's how I felt about being lactose intolerant I was like oh I'm just like super gassy and like I break out every time I have dairy and I didn't really like rip, make those make mm-hmm. that connection and then it forces you to step back and be like super hyper aware. Yeah. Now, yeah. how was how was the candida diagnosed? Is that a blood test? Yeah. So they they send sam- they send um, at home tests. You do a pee test, um, and I did an organic acids test. What's that? And then a candida test. So they test all the acid, um, the acid levels, and pretty much like a lot of like like amino acids. Um, vitamin levels, mineral levels, and then they take a look at your levels compared to the baseline, what they quote unquote Mm -hmm. should be, right? Um, And then they show you what that looks like on a, um, on like a sliding scale. And so for me, my yeast was high, which, you know, that, that's kind of like a, a indicator of candida. Um, I had like a very, very high, um, bacteria, like a high bacteria in my gut, which like a general one. And then I had a lot of different, what they're called like clostridia bacterial markers. I don't know. I'm, I don't, I'm not really well versed mm-hmm. in this stuff, but um, a lot of things were kind of out of whack, I guess I would say. Um, so they give you this chart and it shows you all of your levels. And then it showed me all my food sensitivities which were like dairy, of course, eggs, egg whites, um, candida, yeast, yeast, like a lot of yeast, um, and some veggies, but in, in, in gluten too. So then she was like, yep, you got some candida. 
<laughs> now, Sam, do yeah. you think that have you actually done test or lactose intolerance? Sometimes people will think it's the dairy, but usually gluten and gluten is a big aggravator to the skin if you have a gluten issue too. So, yeah, I had it before, but I did for this yeah. test, and uh, it came it came back as being pretty high. The only thing I can eat that's dairy uh, is goat's goat's milk. Okay, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh that's been the thing I've been struggling with because I've been trying to stay as positive about it as possible and know like, okay, it's only twelve weeks. Uh, I'm getting better. Like I'm on the road to recovery, and like I have to just get over this hump. I'm just trying to see it that way, even in the times where I'm like, why am I on the toilet for the sixth time today? <laughs> Yeah, that that would be hard. <laughs> but it's okay because at least you know, at least I'm not in an office. You know, I would not be able to go into work. Uh, well, can you so, imagine if you were still training at the gym? Oh yeah, no, that would be so. Yeah, so there we go. That's another thing to be grateful for. <laughs> <laughs> Working at home definitely has its but, perks here. For sure. So yeah, enough about me. Um, so that's my that's my jam. Uh, Kim, what's what's going on with you? I hope not gastro issues <laughs> thank <laughs> god no blasting no blasting so so you know it's interesting both of you are having me quite sure what the issue is and their medical problem yeah i am also dealing with something kind of in the medical arena but it's not a problem still really not Do we just yeah, lose I you, can't Kim? Yeah, I can't I just lost her. She was talking all mysteriously, yeah. and I was like, is this, is this the buildup? Kim, you there? Oh. <laughs> oh, you lost me? Hmm. Oh, you can't hear me? Okay. You're back. Shoot. It was like you I were building you up this mystery <laughs> clause. That was, I was weird. Like, is this part of her delivery? Wait. Guys, that's the perfect place to insert um, <laughs> promotion. It was my it was my big pause. <laughs> sponsored post. Bye. Now for her sponsored post. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, it's all good. We'll 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 zoom right back in. Shoot. Sorry to mess up the recording. Just you talked about having a um Okay. About so where should I start? A, should we start back at the beginning? With you and you it's you know it's normal it's not a mystery okay yes so it's not mysterious to me anymore which is good i have been dealing with perimenopause for years now and have become very familiar with like what the symptoms are and unfortunately for me they're really ramping up at this moment and since the beginning of February, mm. I have not been able to sleep because of hot flashes and night sweats. And so it's a totally normal, natural, like this is, can happen. It doesn't, it's not as extreme for every woman. Um, but for me right now, it is. I have hot flashes throughout the day, but at night they start usually around nine o'clock oh and they goodness. wake me up like wide awake usually every hour or so um and I'm completely covered in sweat like I'm just I'm wet I'm completely soaked through wow um and it happens all night long um so I actually the other day I kind of cracked and went to bed at six o'clock at night and I say to bed not to sleep because I can't actually sleep because it still wakes me up but I have been doing a lot of research about what to do about this and I've gotten to the point where I just I can't I it's literally this is unlivable yeah I'm grumpy because I'm not sleeping I can't think straight because I'm not sleeping it's just super uncomfortable um you know I don't have enough clothing to change my clothes as many times at night as I need to change really so I am actually going to see a doctor next week to discuss hormone replacement therapy yeah 
Yeah, that's huge. Yes. So, so are you reaching? So I don't really, obviously, I, I'm not at that phase of my life, but I'm curious, is there a lot of like support, you know, in like networks around this topic, like on the internet? Like, have you found other people that are struggling? There are, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. The more I've talked about it, the more women reach out to me and they're like, this is happening to me. Like, I feel crazy especially before you really have read much about it and you don't know what's going on because there's a whole host of other symptoms that come with it. And you kind of feel like something's really wrong. Like what is happening to me? Um, But there is some community out there. Um, It's not something people talk about. It's very strange. In like my circle of influence, like the people who I know in my life, no one has ever talked to me about it. Like it's bizarre that such a massive life change that, all women go through like every woman whether you end up having children you know whatever happens you you will go through menopause at some point and no one talks about it it's strange like I've never once had a woman come up to me and be like hey this is what you should expect I've never overheard groups of older women discussing like hey this is what's happening to me what's happening to you and when did it start like Never has in my it life sparked your interest in trying to help in people that are dealing with similar Which stuff? Which is bizarre. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I talk about it all the time on my stories. I talk about it in my posts. Um, because, like I said, all women are going to face yeah. this to some degree. Not everybody's symptoms are the hot flash piece is as bad as mine is. But women will some type of symptoms every woman will go through this change and for sure I think it's a bizarre thing that we don't discuss it if you think about the rest of the female lifespan like before you get your period for the first time like you have a class in school Mm. like right fifth grade everybody pulls you aside and explains like this is what's going to happen and this is what to expect and you know yeah people talk about it when you're going to have a baby clearly I mean you know how many books there are about what to expect when you're having a baby right like like I it's think there, wow. but point, this Kim, though, very natural, normal I think piece of life you're pregnant is just not discussed. There's all that pregnancy talk. I think women like talk about all of that stuff, but women in general, I don't think talk about their periods enough either. Most women don't even know how it works down there. Like that in one. <laughs> yeah. Area, they're like, the other, they're like, like in, in school, yeah, when sure. you learn about it, do you know what I mean? They don't actually like know how their cycle works or know what a normal period yeah. is because they've always just it's always been yeah. that way for them and they don't actually know that something could be wrong or what to look for it's it's not talked about like down there enough at all at any age I don't think yeah so and I don't know what that's about but I definitely plan on talking about it and you know, discussing it more both with people in person, like in my life, and yeah, through well, it's super my interesting Instagram that page and stuff. A struggle that you just go got information through, right? out there I mean, I women. think this probably is why we all started as coaches, but that ends up becoming like it could becoming become a defining moment for you as a coach. Like maybe your coaching, and I'm just like throwing this out there, but maybe your coaching ends up being with yeah. perimenopausal women, right? Like struggling <laughs> and you helping them learn how to cope with their symptoms because, you know, maybe you're still struggling with some of them at that point and also you've done it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it does affect so many areas of your life. Like my training has been really affected by this because I'm not sleeping, you know, and I go down and try and deadlift heavy. And I have had earlier this week, I was, I, you know, it makes me sad. I really like to train. And so I can imagine how hard it is for women who actually really don't mm. like to exercise. Like it's very demotivating. Like I want to exercise and I go down to my gym mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't know who I'm kidding. Like, and I'll go back upstairs and take a nap instead of deadlifting. I napped the other day, you know, That's and a joke. days before yeah. I went downstairs and I was supposed to have heavy bench pressing. And I was like, that's simply not happening. Like I bet I'm literally not going to be yeah, able so to do much more than the bar today. And so I had to kind of scale back you know, my expectations for the workout. Um, you can't, no. you know, it does, it affects it all. Right. Or even if you, yeah, or even if you've been exercising, I, I work with a lot of women and they will do it, but they don't like it. 
they know it's good for them. But then imagine like you're so tired. Now you really don't want to do it, you know, and then it can feed into this whole cycle of why am I gaining weight? Why can't I lose weight? Yeah. Well, because you're tired and now you're craving, you know, when you know how it is when you're lacking sleep, you have a lot of food cravings. I've dealt with that a ton. I've dealt with that yeah. a ton. And so now, you know, well, I agree. you're tired, you're craving food, craving you don't want to exercise. Think, like in general, it's a really rough cycle. I, I don't think hormones are talked enough about with women too, but I think we also see so much fitness advice. Like it's not your hormones. It's just a deficit. And yeah, I mean, a deficit, you need to lose fat, but if your hormones are all over the place, you are not going to be able to stick to a deficit and lose, fat. <laughs> you know, and I, Yeah. And that's exactly how it works. You know, you fear if you're having food cravings, you're not going to stay in a deficit if you can't conquer those cravings. And, you know, that's a, that's a really real problem for a lot of people. Luckily at this point in my life, I have a lot of strategies for how to deal with that. Most of them involve me leaving the area where there's food, which can get hard. Where's Kim? I can't spend the rest of my life in my bedroom. Yeah. Wait, trying to wait. Do you want to see Kim? Lot. You have to go up to her space. Her, her oh, lair. We got poop rockets and sweat <laughs> lodge. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it. My sweat lodge. Don't you guys want to come hang out with us? Yeah, super cool. Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Guys, <laughs> this is we're super cool. <laughs> It is. Yeah. No, it's true. And I don't talk about it enough. But you know, like, like I, so I many women are dealing doing, with like, those my, things. On my solo podcast, like once I figured this all out, like literally going through the entire thing in detail from like start to finish, because I feel like people do deal with this stuff and, you know, I should talk about it more. So I'm glad we're doing this episode. Yeah. Well, I think, and like we were talking about comparison last yeah. time, right? And um, yeah. I I think it was a super valuable, like, you know, podcast topic. And then it just kind of got me thinking, like, yeah, but if I wasn't one of us, right, listening to us, so everyone that's listening right now, it's like, okay, it's also easy to put, yeah, (laughs) Inception, it's probably easy to put (laughs) us on a pedestal and be like, yeah, but, like, you guys talk about your quote-unquote problems, but you don't, you know, you don't really, but then I think when we give, like, more realness to it, it's, it's easier to, to say, oh, oh, okay, they, there is stuff that they deal with, you know? And also that thing, and I think I talked about this before, feeling guilty for talking about things that in comparison to what other people have going on, you feel guilty like yeah but then there's people who are literally like getting chemotherapy and so do you know what I mean so in comparison the problems aren't that big so then I have that issue of like feeling like stop talking about like when I Mm -hmm. talk about I don't like to talk about moving my house even though that like that was really sad leaving my house but I'm like this is a freaking luxury problem like I can't be talking about this like out in the open. So I think it's, it's also that too. People don't want to like complain about things that they don't think Mm -hmm. are, you know, that bad in comparison to other people's problems. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think, but, and and that's like not even, that's not even valuable at that point. Cause like you don't know, you just like, you don't know how it affects someone. You don't know how it's affecting their relationships or like I don't know it just extends much further than the eye can see I guess are you guys dealing with anything I mean obviously we're dealing with Mm -hmm. just more than one thing but is there anything else that comes to mind um when I proposed the topic was there anything that like jumped out to you Mm. yeah for me the other big one is balance um, trying to sure. juggle, you know, I stayed home with my kids for most of their lives. I was not a working mom. Um, and so for me in the past few years, ramping up my business here has been a big shift in our lives. And so trying to find the balance of yeah. working, especially the kind of work we do where it could literally go on 24 hours a day, right? Like I, I, I could be working 24 hours a day here in my office. So trying to find a balance between working and family and yeah, my workouts yeah. and 
I think in all of that has like, been really challenging I for me lately. Like there's gonna be good Even if I wasn't sleep deprived. I'm done crying. Yeah. What is that? I just put. Sorry, I just put on my my sweatshirt. And Somebody's a zipper. like hacking or something. There's like zipping and stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm traveling, guys. Gotta go. Um, somebody like packing yeah, up their I luggage, like, going away. So many times we hear people like talk about like balance and having Sorry, it go all. Ahead. What and you I just, I have never found that balance. Like sometimes I'm killing it as a mom, and sometimes I'm not, and I'm killing it at work. And like I've just accepted that like it's it's gonna go in seasons. I'm like done with balance, honestly, and I'm done with like mom guilt. Yeah. My, I've this, I always have this working mother's guilt where like I overcompensate mm. in other areas. And my, <laughs> my husband and I have been talking about this. We're like, we're going we're gonna to be super strict. Like these kids have it too good. Like that's it. And I, and a lot of it is like my working mom guilt and I feel guilty. And I'm like, these kids are turning into like spoiled, mm. entitled little minions. And I'm like, uh-uh, not anymore. So that's like a good point. <laughs> Bal- there is no balance. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny. Yeah, as you're saying, that, you're like, I'm done with balance, and I, I totally like, I agree, but I don't know how to phrase it right because it's fun. Like that's my business name, Balance yeah. with Sam. But the most ironic <laughs> thing is, I have been so unbalanced for the past few years yeah. that it's like why the hell did I even think for one second that I was <laughs> that I could name it that you know um yeah and, but I mean, you can change your definition day, like, of I, balance though you know what I mean like well, you're striving balance yeah can be something different to you now than it was two years ago oh you're very no that's mm. that is so true and a really good point and I think it is it totally is because what I thought was important you know, for my clients mm-hmm. and for myself is not really of the utmost importance. Um, and I'm just figuring, figuring that out now. And I mean, I, I think it'll still continue to evolve, but it's not really, I feel like it's never like a place we really get to. And so that's something that, that's mm-hmm. a huge thing that I've been figuring out for myself is like, yeah, like you can try to f- make it all work, but, but it's, it's always a balancing act. You know, it's like an action verb and it's not like a destination it's not a place um and so seeing it as like a growth a a road of growth rather than a final win yeah well that's what I feel like women are always like once this happens that everything then I'll have that balance Mm. and it's like that that's like saying okay one day you're just gonna wake up and love lean protein and veggies and be super lean like yeah (laughs) this doesn't happen you know yeah Sorry, it doesn't there, work like no that. There's no magic switch that's like all of a sudden everything will be great. And I think your your point is correct. Like balance is something that you have to do every day. It's not like one day you'll wake up and you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've been trying to work, and this is just super new, and people might people might hear me say this and be like, duh. But, you know, what I've been really trying to focus on this week is not multitasking so much because in my mind, that's what was going to help me kind of get this balance and get everything done. Mm. But I'm finding it draining. And so I'm trying Mm -hmm. to really focus like when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm working out, I'm working out. You know, when I'm with my family, I'm with my family. Yeah. Before I'd be like, I'd be working out and trying to do some work in between sets. You know what I'm saying? And so like always doing more than one thing. That's incredible. And I'm trying to like more focus on one thing do you think at a time has and be fully present with it before I move to the next thing. So, you know, I, that's a really good question. Yeah. I don't know, Sam. I haven't considered that, but I have been enjoying the walking. I think it's a good time to clear my mind. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and like I said, I'm, I'm barely days into kind of uh, this new way of trying things. I'll let you know how it I've works. I've been talking about a lot in my head too and just when I'm with a certain like certain people I'm very hyper aware of not being on my phone like I'm like I want to put my phone away and be present or you know and and so I've I mean I think we we chatted about this when we were talking about self-care yeah uh the importance of just being there and not 
thinking about the next thing that you have to do, just like mm-hmm. really soaking up every minute and every like sensation about whatever situation you're in, whether it be like the sauna or playing a board game with your family, like really paying attention to the details because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that really matters. And you'll think back like, oh, man, remember that Scrabble game where I crushed it? And did, you know, it's like those little things are not so little. Yeah. It's true. It's absolutely oh. true. And, you know, I, <laughs> I know, by the way, we, we've somehow lost Nicole. I think she's trying yeah. to reconnect her. Um <laughs> we'll just keep talking and hope she can make her way back here. Um, oh, yesterday I was at a funeral and it was a really long, it was a really long event. And, you know, there are certain yeah. places in life you do not get your phone out because it's completely inappropriate. And funerals are one of those places, right? And I kind of liked it because like a lot of times I feel like, oh, let me just quick check. Let me just quick and check and see what's happening. Do I sure. need to respond to somebody in email? Do I need to, do I need to, um, you know, comment back to somebody? And I kind of do that all throughout the day. Yeah. And I'm really struggling this week to not do that kind of stuff at the, the times I'm not supposed to be doing it. Right. When there's a self-imposed like like funeral, like you're not getting your phone out in the middle of the service and checking. Yeah. Like it's yep. really good. It's really a it's, good thing to have. That it, and it does feel good because you're, like, you're reminded of, oh, I want to do this more. Um, and it's it's not something that feels like a burden. It should be a blessing. Yeah. This is a this is a great opportunity for me to really enjoy the people I'm with or to take in whatever the surrounds are. Nicole, do we get yes, you back? I'm back. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you you missed the best good. conversation. Okay, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> did uh Nicole, did Nothing you have, important was said do you have you anything else that you're that's going on with you um, no I, I struggle wise I think that's it right now I think that's the yeah, only thing I, well you know what I mean Damn, I feel like with my coaching business I'm sort of I, because I was like sort of had this fog going on it was like really hard to like do new stuff and get excited about things um but I'm excited yeah. for things to come I think like what you were talking about like the definition of balance and the name of your business has changed. I think I'm realizing that the nature of my coaching has totally shifted. Um, and it's mm. more, it's mm-hmm. it in general was just like helping moms, like try to lose fat with macros and strength training. And it's really more shifted into life coaching, um, with the nutrition yeah. aspect. Um, and I think that is just, it must be something that I'm putting out because, the clients that are coming, the women that are coming to me are more needing that. And so um, I think that's where my business is sort of shifting. And, and so I'm excited about that because that feels more, that for, feels more natural to me. Um, it's like more in yeah. alignment with what you're, what you've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's definitely more in alignment with me. It's more what I want to do. So that's, I mean, that's a shift that you'll probably start seeing over the next few months. So I'm excited about that. And the warm weather and just feeling better. So I I see like, you know, I can see over the hill now. And so I'm starting, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, how about you, Sam? Any other uh, big issues going on for you? Big, I wouldn't say it's an issue. It's just something I've been, had a lot in my headspace. Um, but I hired a business coach myself. Um, and so that was like, that was a bigger Mm -hmm. commitment because I've never done that, like a legit one-on-one like coach. Um, and so in doing that, it's kind of helped me see some of my own blocks, um, and realizing a lot about myself as a coach and just as a person and, uh, and kind of realizing the same in the same way that Nicole was talking, like my coaching has surely shifted a lot more towards mindset. And I think that's actually where <laughs> I'm going to best like serve in the world. And it's kind of cool to feel like, whoa, this, this is like, this is it, you know, like this is really exciting to me that I, you know, it, and it's going to continue to evolve and change, but um, kind of like getting out of my own way and really uh, doubling down mm-hmm. on like what my 
what my like limiting beliefs were about myself and why I couldn't actually like actualize my potential and like moving forward. And so kind of getting over that hump of no, like you can do this, like you are good enough to do this and then doing it and just like exploding and trying (laughs) to help people. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. It's scary and exciting and uh, unknown, but I'm like, I'm so ready for it. True. Well, so most true. of the best things in life so, so are all of those things. Nicole, yeah, are you good? And I'm done. She's dying. No, they're in. That's true. You can hear her. Sorry, um, I'm having a coughing <laughs> No. Oh. No, we just wanted to make sure you're okay. It's the gluten. Leave it, leave it on the table. Leave it on the table. <laughs> Don't eat the cooking. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. While Nicole's wrapping up over there, uh, <laughs> I think that would probably be a good place for us to wrap up too. Well, I think just making, making <laughs> stuff that doesn't get talked about enough more real. I think so. It's always a good thing. I'm excited for you to, uh, for you, Kim, to talk yeah, more about absolutely. that. Because then when I get to that point, All right, you know, or like if I, I have clients that are in that phase that would so benefit from hearing about what's yeah, going on. I'm around the, I'm the, around the corner. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I will be continuing to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, Nicole, in your early 40s, you might start noticing your your perimenopause symptoms. I did not know that's what they were until I was years into it. Um, yeah. And at this point, they're clearly right in my face. But back then, I did not know. So it's good to know what to expect. Exactly. Um, so you're ready for it. And you don't think there's something like big and bad wrong. It's like, this is supposed to happen. And this is what I can do about it. So I will definitely be talking about it a lot more. Um, I have my appointment about hormone replacement therapy next week. I will be kind of talking. You know what we should all do to hold each other accountable about, um, is Maybe for each post, of our, our big issues. I think we should record a solo podcast. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just saying this. So I do it myself uh, because I've been wanting to do it, but I just haven't. Yeah. And I think it would be beneficial to even just to get it out for ourselves too. And then people can learn from it. Cool. All right. Cool. Good talk. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All righty. Well, we'll see, see you guys next, next week. All right. Good talk, lady. Um, Happy weekend. Happy holiday weekend too. Oh yeah. Easter. (laughs) <laughs> that that yes. holiday we're go hide holiday those um eggs. yes That's happy it. easter all right easter yeah yeah That's go get those reese's cadbury yeah, eggs all my kids care about. <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it all right girls all right i'll talk right. to you guys soon uh-huh. And that wraps it up for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a rating and review. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks again for being here.